It's This Week in Bourbon, where we're here to tell you that Amberana cask finished bourbons just don't taste good. And here's your headlines for April 21st, 2023. The city of Bardstown fights back and stops new distillery construction. Old Elk has announced its 2023 single barrel program. And Booker's Bourbon is releasing its first batch of 2023, and it's called Charlie's Batch. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Give 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Bourbon Pursuit, the only podcast you're going to find that we are adamantly against Amberana finished whiskeys. I didn't know that's where that was going to lead, but I agree and concur. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, have you? It's really hard to... I know we, we get a lot sent to us. We're like, okay. And they all taste the same. It takes like cinnamon and ginger cookies. And it's just like, I, you can do like one or two sips, but man, I can't even finish a full glass of it. Maybe a half one. I don't know. I'm, maybe a half. I'm with you, but maybe if you mix it with honey, it's better. I don't know. Maybe it's just like, if you just add that to the eggnog, like maybe that's where oh, yeah. it all starts like coming together. I could see Evan Williams coming out, Amber on an eggnog. You know, coming out this, instead of a green label, it'll be a, like, a rave label that uh, Evan Williams eggnog with Amarana. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think we're fighting against the grain here because we've been wrong on pretty much everything else. My my, my wife's like, why try to tell people what they like? And it's like, you're right. I guess they like (laughs) Amarana. So why who we're idiots, so... Well, until I'm not to to name anybody that's out there, but uh, another retailer that we know had talked to, and uh, somebody had purchased an amber on a cast finished whiskey, and they're like, "I think this is bad. Can I return it?" <laughs> it's like, like, "If you had amber on it before, it is bad. That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's what an amber on a cask whiskey tastes like." I don't know. Like I said, for anybody that hasn't tried it, it is literally just like just ginger snap. It's just like Christmas and fall and spices in one. It's just not and and I'm glad to see that Matt Porter's on here from ADHD and he says he's not a fan either. So, I'm glad we're in good company. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love Matt. <laughs> he's hilarious. Yeah. All right, sorry. I love it. We're coming out with hot takes. What else we got? What else can we have a hot take well, on? Well, let's talk about some just quick news about where you're going to be. I know it's coming out it's on Friday. So if people are in the Covington area, where can they find you? Yes, I will be at Goodfellas in the upstairs uh, and uh, doing a, I guess, so 6 p.m. Come hang out. We'll do a happy hour. They made an amazing cocktail. It sounds fantastic, Kenny. Let me read this for you. It's called the Proper Pursuit. It's $10 per cocktail. And it's the. I'm already sold. That's a steal. I know, Proper Pursuit. I love it. 
So it's a Sherry cast or sorry, our share our oak collection Sherry, uh oak Manhattan. So it's that with amaretto, sweet vermouth, black walnut bitters, and brandy cherries. Ooh. I think that sounds delicious. So that's for $10. They'll have those for sale starting at 6. So come from 6 to 7, hang out with me for a happy hour. And then starting at 7, we'll do a guided flight of our core expressions. And if you want to participate in that, that'll be $25 for the guided flight. You get four one-ounce pours. Um, So, uh, yeah, come hang out with us. Do a guided flight if you want to hear about Pursuit United and our story, it's a fascinating one. It's a fun one. And I promise the whiskey's good. And I'm sorry if you're an Amberana fan. It will not. Uh, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> we, will, we will not have any Amberana whiskeys, unfortunately. unfortunately. <laughs> and if you give Ryan a little pat on the shoulder and tell him he's doing a good job as a master blender, you might find an extra half ounce in your cup or something like that. Uh, maybe an extra ounce. Um, words. You know, if you do the what's your love language, mine is definitely words of affirmation. So... Keep them coming, yeah. guys and girls, and and just tell them they say, Ryan, your beard's not that gray. You look just seasoned. That's all it is. Yeah, I saw where somebody said in a comment, alcohol is aging seasonal, and I said, no, the alcohol business is. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and before we other get started, one other kind of announcement is that we still need a few more ambassadors. I mean, we're just finding this out. We we're starting to kind of intro way out there and kind of finding a few little gaps that are out there. So if you happen to be in the middle Missouri area, so we need like one person that could help take care of places like Columbia, Jeff City, and Lake of the Ozarks. So if you're around that area, hit me up, let me know. Uh, we could also use a few more folks in Georgia. I know we've got, I think like almost five people in Atlanta, but I'm sure we could always use one more around there. Also places that we don't have covered. We've got, we got one person in Augusta, which is great, but we still need some love in Athens, Columbus, Macon, and Savannah. So if you happen to be around those areas, let me know. Love to have you join the team and have you spread the good word of United. We'll pay you to sell and share whiskey, and you get to drink it afterwards. See? It's perfect. It's a win-win. I mean, what, what can you say? I mean, I'm drinking some whiskey right now. It's perfect. Yeah. And you get it for free. You're making more money than we are on this venture. So <laughs> <laughs> you're... You're going to win no matter what. I mean, well, let's go ahead and give them some inside baseball because that's all we do. We, we So you want to tell people what we spent last year in marketing and what we've already spent this year in marketing with ambassadors and everything like that? Yeah. So I am I do the books and every Monday I do it. And last week I go, Kenny, uh, so last year we spent 8000 in marketing and we're at 40000 right now on this. <laughs> and it's strictly going to the ambassadors and the, you know, the whiskey they're providing. So it's... Can't thank them enough, but uh, yeah, we're definitely uh, learning that uh, good whiskey isn't enough. You got to get it, give it to people for free to try and and uh, get your name out there. So we're we're learning and trying to grow this thing. So help us, please help us. Yeah, for sure. And maybe one day we'll learn our lessons and start naming batches like Booker's or like Dixon when he's doing some stuff too, because it seems that people love people love that stuff. Yeah, ours will be like. I don't I don't know what bird I could be. He's the phoenix. I don't know. I could <laughs> You're gonna be like just like the pigeon falcon. It's all I don't know. <laughs> no. No, you're that's that's too I'm a much. chicken, Maybe I just guess. Like a raven. Chickens. Just a raven. I like the raven. Okay. Just dead. Right. Well, you ready to start talking about some bourbon news here? Let's do it. Let's get into it. So this is the first one. This is gonna hit home for Ryan here, so hold back the tears. Nelson County Fiscal Court, they took the first step last Friday and put a place of moratorium on new bourbon warehouses and other distillery construction. The measure is widely seen as a payback for the loss of a tax on aging bourbon, if we all remember that was rolled back. In a 5-1 to vote, the Nelson County Fiscal Court took the first step in to stop issuing new building permits for the bourbon industry for three months. Hutchins said, uh, I think, well, I don't say say who Hutchins was, but there's a person in here Timmy. named Hutchins. <laughs> Timmy Hutchins. I, I is know. that who it is? Yep. Oh, of course you do. Yep. So Timmy said that the industry's rapid growth has alarmed his constituents, and the county cited that the loss of prime agricultural land and the burden put on public infrastructure by distillers to issue this prohibition on building permits. However, one industry member viewed this vote as a retaliation for the county's failed effort to stop the gradual, gradual repeal of a tax on bourbon barrels. And this is in quotes, absolutely, this is a retaliatory action. We sat in that room, and they... Ha- they, they 
They said they had no studies and nothing to support the claims that were made. And this is coming from Heaven Hills Distillery's general counsel, Jessica Pendergrass. And Pendergrass said that bourbon tourism drew 600,000 visitors to Nelson County last year. She said that one of every 10 jobs is actually connected to distilling in some way. And if you're a county that doesn't want us, there are other counties that are more than happy to have that business. So the moratorium goes against building permits to be issued on industrial property and permits connected to existing industrial bonds issued by the county. However, the final decision on this ordinance has been made and it'll be voted on again in May. I hope you were, I didn't, I was hoping you wouldn't bring this up because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it was a headline. It's the first one. I mean, cause we've, you've seen this firsthand. I mean, I know you've talked to a lot of distillers and, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of them that are getting some love from the city of Bardstown right now. Yeah. Even before they, you know, did this whole tax thing, it's like, oh, okay. You're not really supporting the industry, all this money that they've paid in taxes, you're supposed to be investing in infrastructure and this and that to allow them to expand. Well, some have had to expand to other counties already and distilleries that wanted to move there couldn't because you made it such a pain in the ass. I don't know. This is just as like dumb beyond like here's the problem. This is the problem with politics is that people get elected and they don't that to get reelected, they have to listen to certain few and it's not what's best for the community as a whole. But these politicians are doing what they think is going to get them reelected in the next couple of years. And it's just short-sighted and it's completely, I just can't wrap my head around it. It's like, how can you penalize? And as a, what it is, it's like, it's like, okay, County, Nelson County, get off your ass and create a revenue stream that supports, that helps support these. They've been milking these distilleries forever. And now it's like, Go to a county that doesn't have a distillery. What do they do for tax revenue? You know, it's like, figure it out. You know, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm going to get myself in trouble. So, no, I mean, that's why you see um, other distilleries are going to Elizabethtown or they're going to Henry County. They're going to, to Lebanon. They're going to a lot of places. Marion County. Yeah. Uh, they're going to Springfield. Washington County is not far away. You know, they got this the same damn limestone bullshit water that uh, you do, Nelson County. They got <laughs> they got the same rolling hills and all the same shit. You know, it's just, I mean, it's so I can't wrap my head around it. Um, you know, and I know Timmy. I he's just he's a great guy, and I, I I guess this is what politics do to you. You know, you get you kind of lose sight of what's best for the community long term, and this is one of them. So it's. It's tough. I mean, we're biased because, of course, we're in the industry and we see this. However, I don't know if, and that's the thing. It's it's hard to look at it because we're not a resident. We're, we are from the outside looking in, and you're not technically a resident anymore either, but you are still the people's champ and that you do have, you have all your family ties back there. But it's just one of those things that it's it's hard to kind of also see the other side of it too, of, of what does the, what do the actual citizens do they care about i mean do they not because if it is one every 10 people is employed by the industry there it's like well that's like being you know it's i think it's probably like one in 10 in louisville is employed by humana at one point right so it's no most most be- people in barstown that are from there unless they're in the hospitality whatever they they don't care if bourbon succeeds or not they want it to be status quo they want it to be the same it's that's the general consensus i get and it's unfortunate because Bardstown's a special place and I get it. You, we don't want it to be like, you don't want to ruin that, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's a balance and it's gone so extreme. Like we're going to stick our stake in the ground and keep it the way it is. And, um, yeah, I mean, I would love to see, I would love to see the data that they're proving, you know, that, that this is like impacting agriculture and blah, blah, blah. And, and also too, I'd love to see, you know, the tourism, the amount of dollars spent in Nelson County over the past decade and compare that to the, what they were collecting 10 years ago in tax revenue. I would have loved to see the, the discrepancy that they're like whining about. And I have a feeling it's about the same dollars. The problem is they just blew it on freaking 17 schools and bike paths that no one uses on the, you know, they're just spending all this money and, and but none of it's in the infrastructure for bourbon. That's the people are paying this. So anyways, 
All right. I digress. Deep breaths. Got it. <laughs> Deep breaths. Yep. I think it's, it's, a, it's a good one. Uh, William Breeden here in the chat's like, Nelson County needs some more butter for their bread. That's just all it comes down to. Yeah. We all know where our bread's butter. and But yeah. I guess they're forgetting where their bread's butter. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's keep going. We'll, we'll switch it up here a little bit. We'll get out of the uh, the thick of it here. That's right. We'll talk about, talk about what's coming around the corner. And that's the Kentucky Derby. And of course, everybody knows that Woodford Reserve is one of their biggest sponsors. And what they had announced last week is their $1,000 Mint Julep Charity Program. And this is one of the Kentucky Derby's most distinctive annual traditions. And this year, it honors the 50th anniversary of Secretariat winning the Kentucky Derby, a historic moment in the thoroughbred history. A total of 150 cups will be available for purchase starting April 13th. So I uh, hope you got one if you haven't already. Cups must be picked up at Churchill Downs on Derby Day at the $1,000 Mint Julep Experience in the paddock. And this year, all proceeds benefit the Secretariat Foundation. The foundation was created by Mrs. Penny Chenery, 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 who owns Secretariat to support the thoroughbred and equine-related industries. She passed away in 2017, but her children continue operating the charity in her memory. Handmade by Louisville-based jeweler from the vault, each cup features a design of Secretariat's famed blue and white checkered silks and sapphires, and one side of the cup features an engraving of 1973, the year Secretariat won the Kentucky Derby, and other features of 2023. Of the 150 cups available, 100 are silver, retailing for 1,000, and 50 are gold, retailing for 3,500. And everyone purchasing the gold cups will have their names engraved on the bottom, and they'll receive a handwritten autograph of Secretariat's jockey, Ron Turcutt. All cups will be nestled in silk artwork of Secretariat in the winner's circle at Churchill Downs and the mint julep recipe featuring Woodford Reserve bourbon and handmade chestnut liqueur, which honors Secretariat's chestnut coat as well as mint and Virginia bluebell flowers to celebrate the state where Secretariat was born. And so here is the, uh, oh, it kind of already named it, but here's the recipe for Secretariat's mint julep. So it's two ounces of Woodford Reserve, one ounce of chestnut liqueur, one sprig of mint for garnish, and one stalk of Virginia bluebells for garnish. Mix, then pour over the julep cup filled with crushed ice, garnish with a sprig of mint, and one stalk of Virginia bluebells. They used to say Easy Bavarian enough. crushed ice. I remember they used to say that. but Or like from a an actual like glacier. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just chisel it off. Uh, when, you, when you said it was going to be cooler. autographed, I thought it was going to... You said it was going to be autographed by a secretariat. I was like, what? <laughs> it, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it learned how to paint before, you know, how many, uh, how many gold cups you signed up for? I got a baker's dozen, my friend. Surprised you didn't get in that. Yeah. As usual, no. I didn't. No, I did. I did not get into this. Yeah. Uh, I do always look forward to getting my, my annual mint julep, when I'm at the track, but I also do love making my mint julep mix every single year, which I'll make sure I post that on social. And I know it's on our website somewhere. If you just Google mint julep on Bourbon Pursuit, it's somewhere on there already. But I have easily the best mint julep recipe that you need. Dang, you're humble. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just being it honest is good. with you. It's it, a it's blackout. A, it gets miss. the party going. It's, it's a... It's so good you'll be asleep in an hour, but uh, <laughs> it is good. I, and those those Mendelips, it is impressive how I do like those at the track, even though they're pre-made, pre-mixed. They're pretty solid. I'm just gonna say, I think that we should we should look into bottling mine at some point. We'll see what we can get out there, but you, you only need two of them. I promise. Before that, you don't you don't need any more. Yeah. Well. It beats Amberana, so we'll do juleps. <laughs> it all comes back to Amberana. That's right. So Woodford Reserve, they're creating a sensor sensorial. Sen maybe it is sensorial. It's not sensational. It's sensor like sensory. A sensory. A sensorial experience at John F. Kennedy's International Airport to bring the flavors of its American whiskey to traveling consumers. The pop-out lounge will run in Terminal 4 ahead of the Derby from April 10th through May 7th. Which we reserve has partnered with some of New York City's best bars, like Eleven Madison Park, Employees Only, and Pebble Bar, for the cocktail menu available at the pop-up. And chocolate authority Jacques Torres has crafted a special bourbon to pair perfectly with Woodford Reserve Double Oak. The custom menu will feature Wood Reserve cocktails inspired by the 200 flavors in every bottle of the Kentucky Straight Bourbon. And with sustainability in mind, cocktails will be served in keepsake Govino glasses to reduce waste. Tastings will change daily and occasionally. They will include high-end limited editions such as the Master's Collection. What's the 
remind me again what's like a vena glass i have, I, I feel like i guess it's time to didn't they do this go in, to the google didn't machine. they do this in like europe somewhere like a vena and we talked about it okay i'm looking at it it's it's kind of like just a a wine glass but they're also plastic shatterproof and reusable mm. gotcha yeah, they're kind of like if if you go to if you've ever been to the track, you know what the lilies are served in. Haven't ordered a lily. Class. I didn't say you had to order them, <laughs> but you see people walking around with them. Oh, yeah, I guess I don't notice things. I'm too focused on myself. Yeah. Oh, okay. See now, now you're the one that's being all humble. I know. I'm trying to trying to make money that when I'm there, you know, try- <laughs> <laughs> my it's a it's a bad theory, and it it works only five percent of the time, but. What I like to do is when I go to the track, I don't like to buy myself a drink until I cash my first ticket. Ooh, that could be a long day for me. Sometimes, sometimes I'm there, I'm sober for a while, but it's even, it's like, okay, I broke even. We're going ahead and buying a drink now. I just, I want to feel like I'm drinking on house money. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to follow your rule when I go, because <laughs> there's a lot of days I don't cash a ticket. Well... All I can tell you is that if you come out breaking even, it's still a good day at the track. Oh, yeah. Or if you just take what you, if you lose what you take, intending to lose, that's a that's a good day at the track for me. I mean, they have ATM machines there if you no, want to no, lose no, more. No, 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 no. I don't want to lose more. It's like when you go and <laughs> you just show up with 100, you lose 100, that's a win. I, I always stop at the ATM machine anyway because I never carry cash. Like surcharges. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. You bank with Schwab or you bank that's with somebody true. that refunds yeah. all your ATM fees. I guess Republic I mean, does that for me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, if, if you don't do that, and here's a financial tip for anybody else else is out there, go open up two bank accounts. You can keep the one that you already have, but go find another bank account. Like I like Schwab. They're easy to deal with all online. Don't have to talk to a single person and you get a debit card in the mail and they will refund every single ATM transaction that you have because they don't actually have physical bank locations so you do that and then you don't have to worry about having to find you know your bank atm or wherever it is at that time finances with kenny yep i will be more than happy to share what little knowledge i have uh, just stay away from crypto for a little while this week in budgeting with kenny <laughs> <laughs> or actually i don't know maybe times maybe maybe now's the time to get back into crypto i don't know i haven't paid it's a good deal yep that's what they always say that because you know that we've had a downturn. That, in the that market. Bud Light, it's a good good deal right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting the Bud yeah, Light. Yeah, I know. Sorry, couldn't help myself. Move on. <laughs> but I mean, that's one of those things people always say that they say everybody likes a deal except when it comes to the stock market. Right. Yeah. Because they're nobody likes risk. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like even going the bourbon aisle. They're like, oh, I can't take a chance on this. I got to go with. <laughs> Old faithful. Old faithful. Yep. Rare breed. Rare breed. Never fails. Jim Beam Black. <laughs> yeah. Well, this should at least make you feel a little good. And that's because according to new research by Allied Market, they predicting that they're predicting that the bourbon market globally will grow by five percent between twenty twenty two and twenty thirty one. That doesn't sound like much, but it actually is. So this is according to the latest report, and it's titled The Global Bourbon Spirits Market. And the key players included are Brown Foreman, Beam Centauri, Bacardi, Heaven Hill, Sazerac, and more. The bourbon market was found to be worth about $7.8 billion in 2021 and is estimated to rise in value to around $12.8 billion by 2031. And that's after increasing by compound annual growth rate of 5%. The main drivers of this growth are considered to be a rise in spirits tourism, wild utilization of spirits and premium cocktails, and a surge in demand for premium ready-to-drink products and luxury spirits. Now, while weeded bourbons, uh, that segment was found to dominate the market in 2021, accounting for more than a third of its share, and is also expected to be the front of the marketing during the forecast period of 2022 to 2031. The barrel finish segment is expected to witness faster uh, compound annual growth rate at 6.1% during this period, due to the rise of demand for triple distilled and blended spirits among consumers. And when looking at alcohol strength, the research company found that bourbons on the higher end of the ABV scale, resting between 46 and 55% ABV, claim two-fifths of the market share and are also expected to dominate in the forecast period. And the 56 and 56 percent and above is also projected to see the fastest growth at 10.3% during this period. 
owing to the increase in demand for high-end premium or luxury bourbons as consumers choose quality liquids. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance that we're still going to be here in 10 years. Yeah, I was thinking about this today. Um, we're, we're, they're, they're so... Cause, we're, we're ruined. Me and you and a lot of people listening to this podcast are like, we're so deep in the whiskey like progression that like we can't see the beginners and why they think the way they do. But there is a ton of beginners that are just getting in this market. And when I was in Denver, it's uh, seven, seven grand. And I uh, walked out there and there was like, I was like, gosh, there's a lot of sub 30 year olds in here. And they were all ordering Basil Hayden's and I'm like, and Maker's Mark. And I'm like, oh boy, it's just beginning. You know, it's like, that's what we were doing out of, you know, out of college. At, once we graduated from the KTs and Cokes and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, that's, I don't know where I was going with that. I think that sometimes we're trying to just say that we're becoming the old dogs in the race. Yeah. Well, but there's still a lot more new blood. To exactly. Come yes, in. Exactly. Because you wouldn't think like you're like oh higher proofs kind of, but you just realize that all these new people are going to start making that progression. They go to Basil Hayden's makers, and they go chase after Sazerac, and then they get burnt out by that. So they go to Elijah Craig and Russell's, and then Four Roses, and they're like, okay, well then I get cut off from there. Then they go to the 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 fringe market. So <laughs> I feel like you need to make one of those progression timelines you know of like a caveman <laughs> right. turning into a human like you need to make that as the bourbon drinker it's like uh epcot when you go through the the ball have you been in there where yeah you start out as the caveman and then you go through, it's like the human history make one mm -hmm. of bourbon maybe not yeah and yeah you, you start off with pounding shots of fireball or something like that yeah well it was me actually evan williams and coke was the start yeah, that's but true. Yeah, because Fireball didn't come around until years later. I'm just saying maybe for today's generation. Yeah, today's generation would be Fireball. That's, that's, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. And that, now that we have RTDs coming out, maybe maybe that maybe that's the... Maybe maybe Fireball, then RTDs, then something else. Then Basil Hayden. Fireballs, RTDs, then Basil Hayden. Got it. That's the progression now. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask some new grads and be like, so how did you get into this again? Because I'm Man, sure it was a lot different than how we got into it. Yeah. I know. All our interviews moving forward are going to be just like, what? Because <laughs> we're always we like, what was your younger generation? Like, Back in college, I saw Maker's Mark with the red wax, and it was first, and then it's going to turn into... Back in college, I was at the bar, and somebody brought out a shot ski of... Or actually, they brought a bag of Fireball out, and I slapped it, and... <laughs> No, that was there were little minis of Fireball. Then we read on it that was malt whiskey. We got really pissed. Yeah, I got a candy cane of Fireball, and it really got me into whiskey. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess for the other end of that, because you know we, we talked about this last week. Uh, and Brian on chat just said Seven Up and Four Roses. See, everybody has a different start there. So last week in this week in bourbon, we talked about that Sotheby's auction oh, at all yeah, those yeah. crazy well rare auctions and whatnot. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I just want to let everybody know that three bidders went head to head for the collection for this only one in existence. And it went to an American buyer, the rarest lot of whatever kind of whiskey it ever was. It closed at $187,000, sorry, $187,245. Dang. That's a lot of coin. That's uh. You could have bought some barrels with that. You could have bought all the mint juleps from Secretariat. Yeah. The golds and <laughs> silvers. Yeah. You just had to just hang on to them. What the heck not? Yeah, that's a lot. Yep. All right. So moving on. Old Elk, they have announced their 2023 single barrel program that will provide retailers, whiskey clubs, and aficionados a personally tailored journey through Old Elk's most celebrated whiskeys, arriving at a barrel exclusive to them. The single barrel program allows customers to sample a range of distinctive offerings, and this year's experience features a limited selection of eight-year signature high malt straight bourbon whiskey, seven-year straight wheat whiskey, seven-year sour mash straight bourbon whiskey, six-year straight rye, and newly available, highly sought after, Martinique rum cask finished straight rye whiskey. Mm. Unlike any other barrel selection experience, Old Elk takes a hands-on approach, putting a primary focus on the liquid, and whether it's learning how to open a barrel, thieving from the barrel, 
getting behind the bottling line, or learning how to label the bottles, customers can learn what it's like to be a part of the Old Elk team. Customers have the option to feature a custom bottle topper and label, and once the barrel is selected, customers can track their barrel online with full visibility of where their barrel is in the process and when they can expect it. The last portion of the single barrel experience takes place at the Reserve, which is the distillery's tasting room, and customers can enjoy crowd-favorite dishes such as Elks in a Blanket and Elk Burgers, as well as rotating seasonal cocktails and whiskey pours that span the full line of Old Elk whiskeys. Those Elks in a Blanket are really good, and the Elk Pot Pie. At the reserve. I was about to say the elk pot pie. That was that was that was our money right there. I think we got that two times when we were there. Yeah, we're we're chubby. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I also like. I didn't know they had uh, like a Domino's track your pizza kind of thing for their single barrel program. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I would love to see my barrel and route because normally it's like you do a Russell's pig, and they're like uh, eighteen <laughs> months say, later. Was, it's like <laughs> that was the exact the, exact the, use case I was going to say. The logo is still in. Uh, Camp Nelson or whatever, sitting there forever, <laughs> never moving. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. So when I was in uh, Fort Collins last summer, I had a barrel pick of uh, the sour mash, and I, I can't remember what's different about it than because I would assume everything's a sour mash. But anyways, um, man, it was good. It was really good. Um, and obviously, we've done picks with them, and they've all been. Really good, so yeah, get you an old elk barrel. What you got to do though is you got to wait till they all leave and they just give you a drill, <laughs> right? And then, then you just go through and you start finding other barrels, and you're like, "Where'd this nine year weeder come from? Can we have that one?" You just got to wait till Greg Metz leaves and all the salespeople, and just when Luis is the only person, the CEO, and he has no idea what they're <laughs> doing, and you just say, "Luis, we want to buy some more barrels." He's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> And you go sure. in and he gives you there the highest ace barrels. So that's the, there's the game plan for you. Yeah, there you go. Insider tips with Bourbon Pursuit. That's right. So this is our last news article here. And that's, uh, this is about Jefferson's Bourbon. And they're launching the Marion McLean Entrepreneurial Fund. And it's a contest to inspire and empower innovative minds with the tenacity exemplified by founder Trey Zoller's eighth generation grandmother, Marion McLean. And it's also spearheaded by two prominent entrepreneurs, Zoller, of course, also in partnership with Shark Tank's Barbara Corcoran. It's a $25,000 in awards and hopes to motivate budding entrepreneurs to kickstart new business ventures. After Marion's husband's died, sorry, after Marion's husband died in the, because not husbands, but her husband died in the Revolutionary War, and to support her five children, she turned to the illegal production and distribution of liquor. Then in 1799, she became one of the earliest documented women in American whiskey as a result of being arrested for bootlegging and moonshining. Her tenacity ultimately became the inspiration for the Jefferson's brand. And now with the help of Corcoran, the brand wants to inspire others to do the same. I guess they want to inspire others to go bootlegging and moonshining. Uh, the fund's launch is also perfectly timed with the release of Jefferson's newest bourbon, Mary McLean, which is a bold blend of five unique bourbons, 21% of 14 year old Tennessee straight bourbon whiskey, 40% 11-year-old Kentucky bourbon, 14% weeded double barrel, 17% rum cask, and 8% 8-year-old Kentucky straight bourbon, one for each of her five children. On Jefferson's website, the small business hopefuls are welcome to submit their innovative business ideas with a short video, and the grand prize winner, handpicked by Zoller and Corcoran, will receive $20,000 in funding to kickstart, kickstart their venture, as well as a congratulatory—I can't talk tonight—congratulatory call from Corcoran and a shop talk interview with Trey. Five runners up will also be selected to win $1,000 awards, and that's the amount that Barbara Corcoran started her business with. Small budgets can build big dreams. Submissions open on April 11th and close on May 7th, and Jefferson's Mary McLean is bottled at 51% ABV, 102 proof, is available nationwide, and has an SRP of $300. Oh, wow. So this is interesting. Usually Trey always bottles things below sub-100, and then two, it's always Kentucky, straight Kentucky bourbon. Mm -hmm. So this is fascinating to me. Hmm. Exactly. No Ricard. Twenty one percent. Yeah, the, the the majority not majority, but the the you know, almost a, a fifth of it is actually fourteen year old Tennessee. Interesting, right? Yeah. I, I I I like it. I mean, I like Dickel. And so I think that I I wanna try this. Assuming it's Dickel. Well, where else is fourteen year <laughs> Jack I, Daniels? I it ain't from Jack Daniels. Right. It's gotta be. But 
I mean, like I said, this is a this is a cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. I uh, want to collaboration it. between the two. Well, I think we have a, a small sample bottle in route, so we'll know that. But I do like this idea of them coming together. I'm actually kind of you know I do love this because Trey's actually been a integral part of our success as well. Yeah. He's always been there as somebody that we can bounce ideas off of. He's always one that we can answer. He'll, he's right there to answer questions on the phone. So he's been really great in just us and helping guide us along the way. So if you do have that chance to sit there and, you know, talk shop with Trey, take, you know, take it up in the opportunity. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. He, he did when I presented that first spreadsheet and we had like this much allocated for sales and marketing. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're only allocating that much to sales and marketing in here, but lo and behold, what are we talking about? Begin the show. We, that, that's our that's our crux right now. Trey, we should listen to you, buddy. You know, <laughs> I, I love uh, Nathaniel White in the chat. He's like, we should go ahead and we should put into that, get that twenty thousand dollars in funding to kickstart our our mint julep RTD venture. Ooh, yeah, we'll take it. And and then we'll gotta sell Barbara on it more to get more money from her because she's the shark. Just pitch her on Shark Tank. Well, I think she'd like, like us. She'd 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 invest in us. How could you not like us? Just give her five mint juleps before, <laughs> until we go. Mm, I don't know. Mister Wonderful looks pretty good today. We should probably take his money instead. She'd be like, "No, if you take that offer, mine's dead." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be fair, it, it it always goes back to you know Dame, Matt Damon or somebody else up there too. Not not Matt Damon. Uh, Damon. What's his name from Damon Roberts? Maybe no. Fubu guy. Is it Damon? Yeah. Oh my gosh! How did I just mess that up? Damon <laughs> or Matt Fubu. Damon? Yeah, I don't <laughs> I think Matt Damon starred Fubu. <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Damon John. My God. Damon How did John. I mess that up? Why did I say Damon Roberts? It's a hell of. <laughs> I don't know. Gosh, we're so out of. We've been in. Sorry, audience. We've been so like. Focus on this burn brand. We forgot pop culture. <laughs> we, we really have no idea. Yeah. We have no idea what's going on right now. Our brains are fried. But stick around with us. We'll be back. We actually have some burn release news to talk about. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase. And go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today, shopify.com slash bourbon. Welcome back, everybody. Bourbon release news time. And we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ooh, eight, nine. Dang, busy week. Talk about. Yeah. You know, it's, we didn't even take a week off. This is just, just coming at it here. So let's, let's go. Let's do this. So Bardstown Bourbon Company, they're going to release the latest in their collaborative series this month. It's a blend of straight rye and bourbon finished in four-square Barbados rum barrels. This is a custom blend of seven-year-old rye and 17-year-old bourbon. And it was patiently aged for 23 months in four-square rum barrels on top floor of Rickhouse G. 
And this creates a lower liquid volume due to the increased evaporation, but ultimately yields a concentrated, magnificent expression with bursts of Barbados flavor. Foursquare Rum is located on a former sugar farm that dates back to possibly to 1720 on the tiny Caribbean island of Barbados. Foursquare enjoys its place as the perennial pinnacle of the category, and the distillery was reopened by the Seal family in 1996. And distilling operations and blending are currently directed by Richard Seal, who's a fourth-generation trader and distiller. Uh, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of stuff on there. Uh, his personal <laughs> projects have only released when he fells there of truly exceptional quality. The Foursquare Rum Collaborative Series is presented at 107 proof and has an SRP of $160. There'll be roughly 3,000 9-liter cases. That's uh, 6,000 six-packs for all of us out there. Uh, of the finished bourbon that'll be available through Barstown Bourbon Company gift shop and retailers in 24 states and online at sealbox.com. And those will be available starting on April 21st. Oh, which is the day this is released. Wait, 3,000 9-liters? 3,000 9-liter cases. Damn. Thirty-six thousand bottles. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I do love Foursquare. Do love Barstow Bourbon Company. Love what they're doing. So, Matt, that's more bottles than we released last year. Well, yeah, because we're it's insane. We're just two peons in this little in this huge game of fish. Mm-hmm. Or, I, I don't even know what that means, but uh, game of fish. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know, but. Is it a crazy game of poker? Are we just going to start putting OER lyrics while we're out to? Richard Seal, he's a character. I'll tell you what. Most people don't know who he is, but he's a fascinating person. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll get back to him and actually record a podcast that'll work. Yeah. Catch him on a... <laughs> I should not talk. All right. <laughs> well, to be fair, because people probably maybe know or don't know, that is that is one of the I mean we've not released a couple a few but our episode that we did with Richard was one of the episodes that we had never released because the audio was just terrible it was just like there's no way people can get anything out of this so we're just going to just scrap it yeah it was a hot day in barbados after a long day <laughs> of drinking things didn't come out clearly no it was it's and to give everybody get understand this is years ago and maybe maybe he still doesn't give a shit about who we are but nobody it's does. It's one of those so things. Fair enough. <laughs> but it's, I mean, you listen to the show because I pay a lot of attention to how good the quality is. And I said, I was like, hey, just make sure there's no fans on. Make sure, you know, you've got phones turned off, like whatever it is to make sure we have really good audio quality. And, you know, he hops on and he literally has an AC unit <laughs> right next to the microphone. I'm like, hey, man, do you think you could turn that off? Because it's really loud and coming through. He goes, yeah, it's really hot here. I'm like, so you're not going to turn it off? <laughs> He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> so we're like, all right, I guess we're going to do this. And yeah, the whole time I'm like, this is this is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. There you go. More inside stuff there for you. That's right. All right. So keep it going here. Millum and Green. I think it's Millum. Yeah, Millum and Green Whiskey is proud to unveil Bobcat Single Barrel Bourbon. It's the second release in the Wildlife Collection. It's a limited edition series of cash strength single barrel whiskeys. The Milliman Green Wildlife Collection showcases the effects of Texas Hill Country weather on aging whiskey and honors the local Texas wildlife that thrives in this beautiful but often challenging climate. This extremely limited high-proof release is pulled from a single barrel, which is cask number 207, and it is named for the solitary, solitarily, solitary, rarely seen bobcat of Texas, which has two subspecies, the desert bobcat in the west and the northwest, and the Texas bobcat which ranges across the rest of the state. Much like the solo bobcat, that left her tracks behind with the Milliman Green Distillery in the winter of 2020. This is a deep story here. So it, it left their tracks behind in the winter of 2022, and cask number 207 is the last from its lot, aging in some of the most intense hill country weather conditions on record. And Milliman Green Wildlife Collection Bobcat Single Barrel Bourbon was distilled in Tennessee with a mash bill of 80% corn, 10% rye, 10% malted barley. It was barreled on March 15th, 2018, and b- bottled on March 31st, 2023, at 119.48 proof. Bobcat single barrel was aged for more than four years in New American charred oak barrels with number four alligator char in Tennessee, and then for 10 and a half months in Blanco, Texas. On the north side of the Milliman Green Rickhouse 1, row 4, level 3, position 5, where it rested undisturbed, unrotated, and without climate control. 
During its time spent, it keeps going. During its time spent in Texas, the whiskey weathered almost two months of triple-digit temperatures, an extended drought, a multi-day ice storm that caused widespread power outages, a significant tree damage, and effectively shut down commerce in the state. And this single barrel had a yield of just 209 bottles. It will be available for $99 only on the Milliman Green website and in the distillery tasting room. Is that a romantic story? I had to unmute. I had to mute my mic. I was laughing a little bit, but um, it sounds like McConaughey wrote this <laughs> this press release. <laughs> Have you seen that McConaughey where Jim Carrey like on Jeopardy impersonates him? No, I guess. Oh, not. it's so funny on Saturday Night Live. But anyways, that was a very romantic story. <laughs> oh yeah. It- Tell you what, that barrel's been through a lot, apparently, or it just rested inside of a warehouse while everything else was just going on behind it. Like every other barrel does, the world keeps going. (laughs) As every, as all the world events keep going, it's like, it's it's funny. I, I honestly, I could have cut out ninety percent of that press release and just put the the facts out there, but there was just so much in there. I was like, I got it. I got to read this. Like it's just, it's poetic. Oh man, tell me what gummy she's taking. I'll take some too. Yeah, it's a, something that my that Texas water. The, they love those press releases. Press releases. <laughs> Gosh, I can't. Oh even yeah, talk. that's all right. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of a lot of uh, mystery there for a four year old Tennessee bourbon. But I've seen this Milliman Green. But yeah, I haven't. We've got we've actually been invited to go and meet her because they're doing some stuff. She's from at, Kentucky or something. Or originally i believe and they're also doing a lot of stuff at barstown bourbon company too oh, okay. so i know we've had a chance to meet them but we haven't really done that yet we need to meet their writer press writer yeah. write some of ours <laughs> your press release writer we're just very pragmatic we're like you know this was whiskey made and you know it's said to where else and we thought it tastes good so we blended it together with other barrels that taste good and put in a bottle and this is what it is very good whiskey yeah we could say like be like, this blend went through the financial crisis of 2002 <laughs> or 2022. Yeah, it went through COVID. It went through <laughs> it went through three strands of COVID. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. I'm going to try to keep it together here. Yep. Uh, but not before you start laughing again here, because American rapper Nelly is now entering the spirits industry. Oh boy. The launch of his, of his, so don't laugh the entire time. <laughs> it's a launch of his new moonshine brand called Moshine. So Cornell, sorry, Cornell Errol Haynes Jr., known professionally as Nelly, has created the Moshine brand. The brand name pays homage to the rapper's hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. What up, St. Lunatics? And it was also inspired by Nelly's love of hip hop and country music. It was created in partnership with North Carolina-based Piedmont Distillers, described as one of the old's, old's, world's oldest legal moonshine producers. The 30% ABV moonshine is available in two flavors, peach and passion fruit. And Nelly's signature drink for the brand is called The Fix, which combines peach-flavored moonshine with Red Bull. Moonshine is <laughs> <No> available. <way. laughs> yeah, dead serious. <laughs> it's available in both 50 mLs and 750 mLs across the U.S. starting in spring 2023 and can pre- be pre-ordered on the brand's website, costing for the 750 mL of $36. That's incredible. I love how they gave Nelly's real name. Like, <laughs> like we don't need that. A.K.A. Nelly. It's like, no, just call him Nelly. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. But you see him on a festival poster, you know exactly who Nelly is. You know he's gonna be coming. He's gonna be be bringing all that Saint Lunatic style with him. That's I feel like that's something I would drink at a casino. You know, I'm in a game of roulette or blackjack. I feel like I could drink Nelly's cocktail. What do you name it? The fixer or fix up? Called the fix. The fix. Yeah. All right. I could get down with that. The fix. I just love it. Like I said, this is one of those things. It's like I didn't have to put it in there, but it's, it's basically. Peach flavored moonshine and Red Bull. Like that's that was his, that's his drink of choice. I mean, I love it. I wish it was called E I E I uh oh or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I could. I'll tell you what. After this, I'll probably start listening to the greatest hits on Spotify or something I mean, like that. Those, that Nelly CD, that first one was really good. You know when it came oh, out, dude. He had he had a few years of just straight bangers out there. Yeah, where the one Band Aid strip under his eye. Yeah. It, you don't you don't think that sticks around? Like you're not gonna try to bring that one back? I don't think so. I'm not very cool. Yeah, I'm just gonna rock the gray beard. 
Well, you ready to get back to talk, talking about some whiskey here? Keep these so, press releases coming. They're good tonight. <laughs> All right. I don't, there's, there's only one more funny one after this. The next kind of serious here. Okay. So RD1 Spirits, they've announced their first expansion of its Kentucky Straight Bourbon portfolio in an effort to continue writing the next chapter of Lexington's bourbon. So RD1 Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon was crafted by eighth generation master distiller Jacob Call and is also aged and bottled in the state. But within its portfolio are now three wood finish expressions that all have the same base bourbon, which are aged more than four years. And the two newest, new ex- the two newest extensions are RD1's 110 proof Kentucky Straight Bourbon finished with, you guessed it, Brazilian Amberana wood. And no its way. next one is a has a 99.9 proof Kentucky Straight Bourbon that has been double finished in oak and maple barrels. And these both have a retail price of $79.99. Wait a minute. So they they just said Jacob Call produced. So they're they're admitting they use Green River. Pretty much. And then Pretty they're much. doing yeah. uh Amberana. You know, it's uh it's one of those things that we like to romanticize everything about this industry. So I guess Jacob Call is their master distiller and liquid advisor. Same as Terry Bradshaw's and Charles Woodson's. <laughs> and uh, I'm kidding. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, it's RD1. I know a few people from there. They, they're they good people. They're doing no, a lot of great things. No, it's Stoops Troops. That's Stoops brand. I love Stoops. Don't go anywhere, Stoops. But there you go. More Amberana coming at you. Yummy. Yep. Let's keep going here. So American Whiskey Blender Dixon Deadman. He has released his second small batch blend in the brand's icon series called the Innkeeper's Blend. And this pays homage to Deadman's family century plus history in the hospitality industry. As previous owners of the famous Beaumont Inn on Kentucky's Bourbon Trail, the Innkeeper's Blend is made up of Kentucky Straight Bourbon whiskey composed of two proprietary mash bills from different distilling partners. One's a high rye 35% bourbon mash bill and the other a low rye 16 to 18% bourbon mash bill. The Innkeeper's Blend will be available in select markets nationwide in limited quantities and online at Reserve Bar with a suggested retail price of $100. I heard this one's really good. I knew the the first one was good, but I heard this one's like really, really good. So I'm excited to try it. Instagram earlier, he was traveling through Nashville, signing bottles and shaking liquor store hand owners and kissing babies. I know. That's giving away biscuits. (laughs) Giving away biscuits. Even Dixon has to do it, so I, I gotta keep remind myself of that. We got, you know, even even Mister Kentucky Al himself. Yes, it's that's what it takes, apparently, right? Or two XO. Sorry, it's two XO. There you go. That was that was so twenty nineteen. I know. Right I, I'm behind the times, but uh, yeah, I want to try it. I heard this this new one's really good. I already said I'm that. I'm sure so. he's. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to come out with a dud. No, Dixon. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, he's he always somehow just finds it. He's very good about finding really good barrels, good whiskey, like aligning with people that have good whiskey that he can work That's with. That's what it takes. Yep. And he's talented too, so. It's a trifecta. <laughs> That's right. It's a double X, so. <laughs> there you go. It's a it's a double Super no, it's a exacta. That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. We're getting a derby season. I gotta get my gotta get my gears in straight here. Yep. All right, here we go. Two new whiskeys coming from award-winning 15 stars will hit the shelves in Kentucky, Indiana, and Tennessee beginning March 6th. And it's the triple cask and first West Rye. The triple cask is a release of blended two Kentucky straight bourbon whiskeys bottled at 105 proof and finished in cognac, port, and rum casks, with one whiskey aged 16 years and the other eight years old. The First West Rye is a selected blend of straight rye whiskeys aged 8, 7, and 6 years and bottled at 105 proof. The whiskey showcases distilling from America's First West, which was in 1795 and centered on Kentucky, the first state west of the Appalachians and included in the Northwest and Southwest Territories. Triple Cask has an SRP of $180, while the First West Rye is priced at $90. All right. Well, go get you some. There you go. Why not? All right, here's let's get back to the RTD train here. Sagamore Spirit, we love them because they do good things in rye whiskey land, but they're bringing a hometown classic cocktail to the masses as the award-winning distiller announced today that the national release of its Orange Crush Craft Ooh, and Cocktail. I've had this. It was a Maryland. I haven't had this one. This one, it's good. I had it when I was at uh, 
up there last October for the Ravens game when they played the Bills. He was he kind of gave me a sneak peek of it. It's crushable. Hence the name. Yeah. So, inspired by the original Orange Crush cocktail made famous in Ocean City, Maryland, Sagamore Spirit Orange Crush canned cocktail is a premium take on the nearly 30-year-old recipe made with orange juice, lemon juice, lime juice, and natural orange flavor paired with the distiller's straight rye whiskey, replacing the traditional vodka. Orange Crush was crafted in a partnership with the innovative mixology minds of Baltimore-based Cane Collective. Sagamore Spirit Orange Crush is a zesty, refreshing 8% ABV. It will be available in four packs throughout the distillery's national distribution footprint at a suggested retail price of $14.99. That's a steal. For a four-pack? Heck yeah. So my dad... about these? Growing up, my dad drank freaking Diet Sunkist and bourbon. And I was like, what the hell, dad? And now really? I'm like, maybe he's onto something. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I've ever done that. It's Because you're, you're right. It does feel weird to put like a Sunkist and Tang or something like that with bourbon. But, you know, we, we literally talk about you know, tasting notes all the time. Orange. And sometimes <laughs> you pull out, yeah, you pull out citrus flavors. And you don't really think of actually combining the two because, yeah, the first thing you think of is, yeah, let's do a, a Sunny D and vodka in the morning. But, yeah, the, uh, the bourbon might actually work. In the morning. Jesus, kidding. I'm sorry. It's uh, – I, I have a lot of problems. You know, just, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, he was telling me – Brian Tracy was telling me about this when I was up there. And I was like, orange crushes. Then I go to a bar and immediately they – all had they had like a whole section of orange or of crushes, not just orange, but different crushes. Like I guess it is a Maryland thing, and then this is Sagamore's version of it. So it is good. Well, really cool. Well, like I said, they can do that. We'll come out with the mint julep RTD and bourbon we'll, mojito. We'll take them from there. Okay. Well, we'll we'll start there first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I'm actually really excited for this next one because I don't know, Ryan. You might you might tear up a little bit here. You ready? Wait, we're coming out with the, the we're gonna come out with the bourbon and Red Bull RTD compete with Nelly. Yeah, you, you didn't <laughs> you didn't realize that. Yeah, we we've got Project Pat as our ooh yeah our rapper sponsor. Juicy J, I, I vote Juicy J. We can do the entire Three Six Mafia. Yeah, that let's do it. Why not? I mean, why would why would we just probably stick to our roots? Why not nappy roots? Sipping on some scissor. That's what. <laughs> I, nappy honestly, roots. I think we should probably nappy roots. Man, they're from Kentucky. They haven't done anything at all. Well, neither is, neither is Juicy J or Project you're, you're, Pat. Yeah, I was about to say, come on. You're talking about like all the 90s rap that we used to listen to. Like, yeah, that's those 90s rap. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm more inclined to partner with like my Martin Jacket now <laughs> versus <laughs> versus 90s rap. Come on, man. You got to, you got to, you know, spread out your, uh, your, your listening music genre there a little bit. Maybe Sturgill Simpson. I don't know. I don't know what that that's means. That's way across the. There's a, yeah, we're hitting all kinds of spectrums of music here. I know you, yeah. you want to do Tiesto. I get it. Or, Tiesto, I mean, or he, he actually, he, he'd be a hard one. Both of them be very, very hard to get to. They're, they're way too big. They would catapult us as a brand, but yeah, are you kidding me? It's like, have you Especially seen air like, yet? No, I have not seen air. Uh, I know you've talked about it a few times. Yeah. We need to find our Michael Jordan <laughs> that'll wear our, or drink our bourbon so they can save us from the pit of hell that we're in. <laughs> I thought we are the Michael Jordans. Or no, that's where we said that, yeah, I'm the... What did you call me last time? Oh. Because I'm not the Dennis Rodman. Oh, Bill Paxton or something? <laughs> yeah, the Bill Paxton. <laughs> there we go. All right, all right, let's keep going. Let's stay back, back on all track. All right, sorry. So this, like I said, I I started this um, talking about the very top, you know, the next Booker's version is called Charlie's Batch. Now, did you see anything about Charlie's Batch in here before I start talking here, by any chance? I did not. Nope. I don't know anything about okay. Charlie and his batch. Well, this is... The only thing I know, it hopefully it's not... Uh, is it Charlie that makes the boxes? Boom. So this batch is named... Oh, that's Honor my Roll. uncle's... That's my uncle's brother. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was like, this is all going to come hitting all back to you here. So this batch is named in honor of Charlie Hutchins, the craftsman behind the signature wooden boxes that each bottle of Booker's bourbon comes in. He's also a longtime family friend and former employee of Booker No. Charlie started his career working at the Booker No Distillery, and during his time there, he was quite the storyteller and would entertain others throughout the workday. He'd also pay close attention to the details and would do something over and over again until it was perfect, just like Booker did with his whiskey. 
After several years, Charlie left the business to open his own cabinet shop with his brother, and Charlie handcrafted the very first Booker's Bourbon wooden boxes in his garage and has created the boxes for the brand since. He and his brother have expanded their business to create other fine wood products for the different brands and projects in the Bean family, such as supplying custom furniture to the new Fred B. No Distillery, where Booker's Bourbon is now distilled. Charlie still lives near the Booker No Distillery and spends his free time fishing and vacationing with his family in South Carolina. Charlie was one of the first people to help make Booker's Bourbon a recognizable brand, and Booker would be so excited to honor him with his very own batch. The proof is 126.6, and the age is 7 years, 1 month, and 8 days, and has a $90 SRP. Very cool. I hope they come out with the Patrick batch, because they were brothers, and they came out with the, uh, you know, they did the business together, but uh, they Patrick did sell to Charlie, I don't know, five or six years ago. So, uh, yeah, this is awesome. That, that's pretty cool. I I had no idea that, that that's what Charlie's batch was, but I should have knew. I should have thought about that, but that's very cool. Well, I, I all I did is just lay a little hint. I'm surprised you're able to figure that out. So, for anybody that was that a Chat G, GPT or whatever you call it, <laughs> no. Um, but this is this is something that I thought was really interesting because I saw this and I was like, holy crap! So, I mean, if like so, Patrick Hutchins, who he's Ryan's talked about, his uncle was actually on the show back on episode 43. And so, if you want to go learn more, and this is back when we had really terrible audio and everything like that too. So that was a, a very, very long, long time ago, but you get to go and hear the story of how the Booker's boxes were born. That's right. It's fascinating. I mm-hmm. I swept wood chips in that shop, you know, during Christmas break and summers just to make some, I think I got paid like $4 an hour or something. <laughs> Did you, you have to like dip it? it? It was, was it all automated dip back then? Oh Lord, no. It was like, there, what you saw was way more automated than when I was working there. Oh, okay. I had to like gotcha. take Krylon spray paint. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to paint the picture for anybody, uh, we were able to go look at this facility, what, five years ago when we started this? No, seven years ago, whenever it was. Yeah. And you walk in and yeah, I mean, it's like these, these conveyor belts that are going around and like they have little hooks and they're just, just barely hanging on to the edge of the box and they dip them into the stain. Yeah. The stain. And then, you know, you go through and you put them on something, then it paints the bookers on the side and then it takes it through this like drying conveyor thing. I mean, it's been a while since I, I remember looking at it. I remember there was a big old CNC machine yep. and they sit there and they were putting in like barrel heads and all this other kind of stuff too. Shot skis, whatever, whatever wood product you need. Coasters. Exactly. EH Taylor boxes. You name it. Yep. Russell's the, I guess it was the Russell's like 20. Yeah, 2003 one. Yeah. Yep. All those ones. Nin- and 98. 98. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They had a good there business. Go. Well, they still do. Charlie still has it. Patrick was like, I'm out. I'm, I'm ready to go travel. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I think like, uh, if you listen to that, like the first order of Booker's was like, I don't know, was it like 60,000 bottles? And now it's like, 250,000 cases or something crazy. Yeah. Somebody say something funny in the chat. Yeah. Um, we're getting made fun <laughs> of Paxton. because it's, it's, it's John Paxton. Oh, yeah. Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton was the actor. Yeah. <laughs> Twister. Hell and Hunt. Whoops. Sorry. Oh, man. You know what I meant. Oh, uh, that's, that's Jamie, hilarious. you know what I meant. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. You ready for our last one here? Yep. All right. And by the way, as we were talking about Booker's, uh, somebody also just said, I've only seen two bottles of Booker's in the last year in Texas. It's so hard to find now. I'm like, holy, it's so, that, it's crazy how this know. happened. It's, we as didn't soon as you see start it naming batches, they go like, I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I think, I don't know when I shared this story. If I shared it on here, I, I apologize if I'm repeating. I was training a liquor barn staff and literally 50 people came in looking for Booker's. And I was like, what the hell? I didn't know anybody came and looked for Booker's. It's it's the new Blanton's, man. It's, God, just... All right, Pursuit Night and next batch, it'll be the COVID batch, or I don't know. Something. No, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's the box. Maybe it's the packaging. It's because, you know, it's like Blanton's the packaging. Booker's has got the nice yeah, packaging. Maybe the, it's the, the packaging. Booker's has had the packaging forever, and it's... Well, so Blanton's was there forever, too. It's all there forever. It's just whatever people are gravitating towards. Well, when we first started this brand, we said 
there's no way we're going to spend like $8 on a box <laughs> to put it. It's true. And sure enough, we should have spent the $8 put in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Boxes sell, man. That's right. Boxes and tubes. Yep. All right. Here's our last one. On this last Saturday, Furman University launched a straight bourbon whiskey named FU All the Time. <laughs> the university debuted the whiskey at a launch party on campus for the, clear, for the Clearly Furman campaign. The campaign aims to raise $426 million by the university's bicentennial in 2026. So Furman is a private university in Greenville, South Carolina. And FU All the Time Straight Bourbon Whiskey is distilled from a four-grain mash bill of corn, wheat, and rye from Virginia and malted barley by Virginia-based Ironclad Distillery. Ironclad aged the bourbon for at least three years in oak barrels from South Carolina before being bottled at 100 proof. Furman graphic designer Chris Turner designed the bourbon's label, FU All the Time, as a cheer commonly used by fans as the university sports teams. The cheer is said to have been started by former former Furman president Gordon Blackwell in the 1960s. Another school president, Johnny Johns, helped popularize it by cheering the phrase with a megaphone during games. Presumably, the school is aware its initials sound like F-U, as in in the joke. The chant goes, F-U one time, F-U two times, F-U three times, F-U all the time. So F-U all the time is available to be ordered online from the Ironclad Distillery website, and it's priced at $83.69. It will also be sold in liquor stores and restaurants across South Carolina with statewide distribution coming soon. (laughs) It's pretty funny. I kind of like it. My buddy Weston Markham went to Furman. It, it's a did he really? Yeah, it's a beautiful I campus. I mean, it's right there on. I don't know what lake it's on, but Greenville is like a hidden gem there in South Carolina. It's a pretty cool place. But uh, I do like this. F you all the time. But I'm looking at the packaging. It it's it screams like it doesn't scream class. F you all the time. It screams like <laughs> F you exactly. Like, it's. It's it's to the point. It's to the point. It's it looks like some you get Urban Outfitters. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in those little trinket section. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds. What was that store in the mall that when Spencer's? you're a teenager? Yeah, Spencer Gifts. Yeah, yeah one this kind of looks like Spencer's next to the neon, kinda... the lava lamps, and the... <laughs> <laughs> that Beyond section. <laughs> That's right. All the marijuana paraphernalia and shit like that they used to have. Yep. Oh man. Well, that's uh, we we've definitely gone over in a lot of time that we usually do here, but that was a lot of news to go over for this week in bourbon. Yeah, I, I felt really chatty tonight. I don't know, very opinionated tonight for some reason. So, hey, started off some hot takes, got into some deepness, but ended with some laughs, and I think that's what it's all about. I just want some Bobcat whiskey now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Survived three three COVID strains and a few hot summers. The bet, the, and, and I think at some point in there was probably the biggest lottery to ever be won by somebody in a Powerball. So we got to add that one to it. Yep. And how many ever full moons come in <laughs> in, a, in a calendar year and everything else we all dealt with. So, oh god, and it, probably some shark shark attacks happened at some point too. We got to add that. That's right. Yeah, okay. five shark attacks yep. within those summers. All right, but that's going to do it for this week in bourbon. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs>